Hello and welcome to Hornet Buzz, the podcast to the students and parents of OARC from the OARC Oral Communications class. This is the one and only place where we talk about OARC and all of its accomplishments and challenges. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. This is Leanda and today we are interviewing Miss Keck. Ms. Keck, what sparked your interest in becoming an artist? Um, well, when I was in high school, I had an art teacher, and she was, um, I don't know the best way to put this, but she was kind of very controlling with the artwork in the classroom, and a lot of the kids got really discouraged because they felt like they couldn't experiment with certain materials or create what they wanted, so it kind of made a drive in me to be able to do that on my own and then when I was going to college it made me um, want to share that with others so I became an art teacher oh that's terrible it worked out in the end (laughs) (laughs) what is your favorite painting and why um my favorite painting is starry night and my favorite color is blue and there's a lot of blue in that painting and I really like the movement and the textures Uh, But there's also a darker side to the painting. Um, Van Gogh was actually in a mental institution when he painted it, which is kind of sad. But it's dark, but there's another layer of, like, kind of happiness into it. He imagined, like, this place that he was looking out the window was so beautiful that there needed to be a town of people there. So I just think that's kind of interesting and how art, he used art to kind of make it through his tough times in life. <laughs> so is Van Gogh your favorite artist? Um, I don't really have a favorite artist because there's some artwork that might not be my favorite, but I think that they're all important and they can all be viewed. Maybe not beautiful, but important because that person might have just had to get their feelings out or their ideas out and that not everything in the world is beautiful, just like art. Yeah, some people do. Yeah. On a personal note, would you share with us the struggles you faced through your health challenges you recently came through? Okay, I'm going to try not to cry because you know I'm a big baby. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the hardest things was just all of the unknown because when everything first started, like I didn't know what was wrong. Like, I didn't know if I had brain cancer or not. And I didn't have brain cancer, so that was really good. But they didn't tell me that until after after the surgery, which I was kind of loopy from all the pain medicine and all the stuff they give you for the surgery, so I didn't really understand. Um, And another thing that was really hard was being stuck in the hospital like I couldn't get out of the bed for like I felt like a really long time but it was only like 11 days but being stuck in a hospital bed for 11 days is really that's a long time tough on the body and I'm like I like to move around and walk and you know just being stuck in one spot is terrible which you just had your stuff where you had to be stuck for a little bit too yeah so you kind of get it Um, another thing was being away from school because I was so ready to come back. Strange person. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to cry. So you missed all those kids. I know, I did miss you guys. And 
so many people were like praying for me and messaging me and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not but well hospital bills are really expensive and I wasn't working and uh our school is so nice and so many people donated days so I didn't miss a paycheck even though I should have missed two which I know teachers don't make that much money but that's like my livelihood and what I live off of so shout out to all the teachers that donated days because it really meant a lot that is very helpful I know and it was so sweet and like they didn't have to do that and as a teacher like if you have days left over and you don't use them like you get paid for those days so it was really nice somebody needs to donate me some days (laughs) I'll go sit in a well maybe not you might not want to do that never mind maybe not not a hospital not not for brain surgery I don't recommend it yeah I don't I don't want brain surgery probably need it (laughs) i don't know my doctor told me that i thought i might get like some kind of superpower or something afterwards and he told me he could just get me back to my baseline normal (laughs) well that's disappointing i know right okay well thank you miss cake you're welcome This is Katie interviewing Mr. Coach Kilgore. Where did you go to school at? I went to high school in Jasper, Arkansas. I went to college for two years at North Arkansas Community College in Harrison. And then I graduated college from the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. That's cool. Were you an athlete? I was an athlete in high school and I was an athlete for a little while for the two years that I was at the junior college in Harrison, yes. Okay. What college did you attend and why that school? I attended North Arkansas Community College because uh, initially I was going to play basketball and it was a community college closer to home so it was cheaper than going to a university but after my two years were finished there I transferred so that I could graduate with my bachelor's degree. What do you think about coaching at OARC? I enjoy coaching at OARC, but primarily just because I get to meet all of your students and build relationships with you guys and enjoy things about you guys even more than just basketball. Okay. What is your future plans? Oh boy, my future plans, I hope to coach uh, and teach for uh, as long as I can, as long as my body and mind are able. I don't know where I will go in the future, but I hope that I will be teaching and coaching. Okay, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Mr. McCabe, and I call my little segment Reading the Cartoons with Mr. McCabe. So the cartoons that I have chosen are from the November 13th Sunday edition of uh, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And on the back page of it, 
<clears throat> there is a Garfield cartoon, and Odie is standing there with uh, his eyes wide open, his tongue hanging out, and Garfield walks up to him and he says, let's see how Odie is doing. And Garfield goes on to say, hmm, breath is bad, nose is wet, glassy-eyed, distracted, divorced from reality, totally clueless, and completely normal as he walks away with a smile on his face. Oh, that Garfield. What a nut, I'm telling you. Uh, so this was before Thanksgiving. So there are some, uh, some, some Thanksgiving-themed cartoons in here. Here's one by Diamond Lil, uh, written by Brett Koth, if I'm saying that name right, K-O-T-H. And it's entitled Happy Giblet Turkey Farm. We snuff them, you stuff them. And then the uh, first picture is of a turkey, and the turkey kind of looks uh, like he's not enthused to be standing there. He's by himself, and his phone pings. Ping! He opens up his phone, and there's a picture of a frowny face. And the next slide, the next uh, picture says, Did you get my text? And it's from a turkey who doesn't have a head. That's pretty funny. Because, see, the turkey sent the text saying that there's going to be another beheading. Oh, crazy. Just crazy. Let's see what else we have. Oh, look. Here's a blondie by Dean Young and John Marshall. And uh, Dagwood, he's, he's relaxing on the couch. And he hears his wife in the other room saying, Dear, the kitchen sink is leaking again. And Dagwood gets off of the couch and he starts into another room and he says back to her, I'll deal with that stubborn pipe after dinner. And then Blondie goes in to see where Dagwood went and she says, it looks like he made a break for it, Daisy. Daisy's the dog that's at her heels right now. Now she's walking towards the door talking to the dog. He didn't have enough time to get very far. She opens the door and it's a door to the closet. She says to Dagwood, Do you, did you lose something in there? As she and Daisy look at him and he replies, Oh, there you are. And then Blondie has him now in the kitchen working on the sink. And she says, That was the weakest getaway excuse you've ever used. And Dagwood under the sink responds, Well, I didn't have time to come up with a better one. <laughs> that that crazy... Dagwood and and Blondie. And so those are the Sunday comics for this podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Alyssa and Raquel with the Parents Lot section of our podcast. Today we're interviewing Brianna Sampei with a couple questions for what she does with the school. Okay, so first, what is your involvement in the work? Um, I am the distance learning center facilitator. I am also the PTO president. Um, I have kids that do virtual Arkansas classes. Okay, and what would you change about our work to make it better for the students? Um, probably 
probably offer a little bit more in the athletics department um, to help get a little bit more of the community of the students involved rather than the same ones that do. And do you enjoy it? I do enjoy it. I do. Well, thank you. We're gonna, we are gonna. need to talk to a couple other people, get their opinions. So thank you for joining us today. podcast with Terry this time. Okay, first question is, what is your involvement in AWARN? Uh, that's an interesting question. My involvement actually starts uh, with kids as low as kindergarten, pre-K, and see it all the way up to seniors. And then I have a lot of community involvement even outside of school, but keeping it strictly at school, uh, I do uh, peewee uh, work with the peewee basketball teams. That's from kindergarten to sixth grade. We're actually hosting a couple clinics for the younger students uh, this spring we're excited about. And we're gonna have a few more peewee games uh, looking like April or May. Uh, outside of elementary, I do some uh, help with community engagement. I helped with the holiday theme night and back to school bash. And a few of whenever parenting community engagement needs me, I'll help out. Uh, moving on to the high school level, I do the book and scoreboard for the high school basketball teams. That's the junior high boys and girls, senior high boys and girls. Um, I also am the leader of the Student Government Association, so we put on homecoming. Uh, we help do different, we're supposed to keep the school look nice uh, and help assist the PTO. Um, and the school board with different activities. Uh, we made uh, Facebook posts and we made a fun video about school choice and like why people should choose OARC. Uh, hey. I think I'm missing something. Oh, uh, I also run the chess club. We took a couple students to Harrison this year. We had one student go three and one and finish third place uh, points-wise in the tournament. We're also, uh, there's a active engagement group that we've started, a few of the other teachers, and we're attempting not only to get teachers active, but students and people in the community active as well. And that could range from things that's just jogging to playing basketball all the way to fishing, hiking, different outdoor things. I think that is about all I can think of now. I've done several other things, but yeah. What would you change about OARC to make it better for the students and teachers? I think one thing that could be a big shift is getting the community's um, view on school to change, like the culture almost. There's a very sense of, let's get out of OARC as fast as we can, let's blow through school, let's get our job, we don't need, like this is kind of a waste of time. And I think that is rooted in how people's parents, grandparents, community members talk to people, how they act during the games, how they treat kids when they get their report cards, how they talk about school or teachers in general. Uh, I wish there was a 
more importance or a positive attitude associated with education, relationships with students, teachers, the school, um, just a more cultural shift, I think, would be a, a change I would like to see. And do you enjoy your job? I do enjoy my job. One of the reasons, the main reason I got into teaching is because I worked several terrible jobs at hospital, Sam's Club, Walmart, Hobby Lobby, and I realized that adults suck. And I didn't want to, or, excuse me, adults were not fun to work with. So, not that kids are, you know, the most amazing to work with, but I felt like they're at least have an excuse for the way they act and you can kind of mold or change um, them for the better. So I definitely enjoy the aspect of working with kids over adults for the most part. And then I've always thought that teaching was uh, challenging because you have to take something that you understand and mix it and mash it and give it to someone in a way they'll understand. Whereas just like food, not everyone's going to eat the same food. They're not all going to learn the same way. So it's interesting to see people's personalities and learning styles and being able to match. It's a lot more challenging and more rewarding than at previous jobs. Okay, well, I think that's all we have for today. So thank you very much for being back on the podcast, actually. And, um, yeah. Thanks great. again for having me. I hope you guys have an amazing day. You too. And now, still with Alyssa and Raquel, we're going to interview with South for Parent Thoughts. Okay, so the first question is, do your kids go to work? Yeah. Okay, which ones are yours? Um, I have Anna Lee and Graceland. Anna Lee is in fifth grade, and Graceland's in third grade. Okay. Um, why did you decide to send your kids to work? Well, it's very convenient, since I come here every day. They get to ride in the uh, car with me. Um, but I love uh, that, that they're in a school that they can see each other during the day. Um, I love that they're in a school that they, um, that they're in a school that they have the experience of family. Um, you're not gonna get that in a bigger school. And um, I feel like that's a, a primary need. And it's nice that, that it's not just a need that me and my husband feel, um, but being away from our extended family, um, that's something that my kids get here that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Hmm. And what would you change about OR? Um, I really do wish that we had more of the arts um, opportunities. Uh, my kids are very creative in trying to find outlets for that outside of school or difficult because we're so far away from everything. Um, so it would be great if we could find um, time for more of that within our, our school. Okay. Well, we have a couple more people to interview, so thank you for being part of the podcast, and we're glad to have you on it. This is Emily, and I'm with Miss Willis, the new second grade teacher. I have some questions for you today, and the first question is, what was your favorite thing to do at school besides sports? Probably visiting with the friends I had. Um, I also had a boyfriend, which I'm married to now, so I really like coming to school to see him. <laughs> but really just doing things like that and just participating in different things and different activities and clubs that was available besides the sports, which at OARC is pretty limited. <laughs> so I just tried to do everything I could 
And the second question is, what class do you remember the most out of high school? There was a lot of classes. Our work is not very big, but all the teachers that I had really had a huge impact. And so it's really hard to pick just one. But I know Barbara Sampley, I had her for a lot of art things and theater. And I really loved her. She was great. There was Tina South, Miss South, but she's still here. She's still a science teacher. Um, I loved all my classes with her. Then there was Coach Ward. Everyone here before he retired knew him as, you know, my dad, because that was just something that got started up and was kind of a joke. And all the kids on his bus really thought that he was my dad. <laughs> but he really made math fun and impactful. So probably those. And the third question is, do you miss anything about high school? Honestly, it's going to sound kind of rude, but not really. Looking at where I am now, high school had a huge part of where I am now. I graduated from here. I went straight into college. I got married before I, I graduated, had a daughter before I graduated. I'm um, graduated now, have my teaching license. I am starting my first year teaching. And a lot of the teachers were at that here at Elwark were a huge part of where I am today. And I do miss the friends that I had and miss seeing everyone, but I wouldn't go back. And the fourth question is, which is kind of just the same, is what do you miss most? And it can be like field trips or anything like that. Honestly, field trips were really fun. And I like being able to go away on games and field trips and everything. Just having those little break from school. Because sometimes you just need a, a little break. And even though we're still doing school functions, you're being able to get out and have a little bit of fun while doing something that represents your school. So I liked those. And the fifth question is, did you play any sports or were you involved in band? Yes, I played basketball. I was in archery. I did shooting sports. I did track, if I didn't already say that. I did pretty much anything that was available <laughs> to do at work. And then I was in band. I played the clarinet and the piano. Um, since you said you played in the band, what was your favorite instrument? Definitely the piano. I did like the clarinet, but to me, the piano, you can play a lot better music, a lot prettier music. Even though I didn't really read the piano music, everything I played, I learned by ear. It was still something really fun, and I, I mean, I have a keyboard at home because of being able to do it in band. It inspired me to get one at home and play even more. Okay, that is the last question. Thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi, this is Madison, and I'm sitting here with Mr. Alan McElroy, the maintenance man at OR School. How are you today? I'm good. That's good. So I'm here to ask you a few questions. So what all about the history of OR do you know? Not much. Can you, like, give context on how much, like, you do know? Like, do you... I know about Yale, which is down the road a piece. All right. 
You what know, about like Yale? The famous Yale to Oark run. Yeah, we hold Yale. that every year. Yale <clears throat> Cemetery has some of my ancestors buried there. John H. Davis was one of the first white people to settle on Mulberry after they kicked the Indians out somewhere after 1819. So he died and he was born in 1800 and he died like in 1859. Okay. Um, did you have any like family before you that was here at O'Ark? And also he would have been my five great grandpa. Let me say three, four, two, three, four. He would have been my four great grandpa. Okay, that's that's great, 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 great grandpa. Yeah. So, did you have any family before you come and attend at O'Ark or work here? My mother graduated here in 1954, and all of her cousins, all the Skaggs and the Reeds and uh, Hammonds and. And I assume some of the Davises way back there, but Oark didn't was consolidated in 1948, but there was a school here before that. But there was a consolidation, and my great grandpa Skaggs delivered the mail over here whenever they started carrying mail over the mountain sometime around the turn of the last century. So that would have been in the ni- early 1900s. Um, so you yourself didn't graduate from Oak High School, did you? No. Okay. They put a K in it. They put a K, so you graduated from Ozark. Yeah. So do you or have... Z. Yeah, Z. That makes more sense. So do you have any descendants of yours, like your children attending, or... Yeah, I've got you and Evan and Mariah and James and Tamara went here and Zephyr and Zyla went here. Is that all of them? I think so. And Michael. Did I say Michael? I don't know. What else you want to know? What's your favorite aspect about the community here? Small. Everybody knows everybody. And we have good form of communication, you know. If, you know, if you don't, if you're from old school, you know, we had used to in the old days, we had telephone, telegraph. Now we just tell a friend and they tell everybody else. And, you know, it's like if you, you know, if you got problems, we solve our problems easy around here. You you tell your friend, they tell everybody else, and the problem goes away. Some people would argue that the smallness isn't, like, what they would like to have. Like, so do you think you would ever want to migrate work to a bigger public school, or do you plan on retiring here? I would not want to work in a bigger school. I've had opportunities to go, like to Ozark. They've got like five campuses, and I'd be responsible for all that. I think you're not. So you like 
this campus because it's all consolidated and easier to like go from building to building instead of having to drive four or five miles to a different campus. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So, Mr. Allen, what's your favorite thing about our school? Besides being small and consolidated and everybody knows everybody. Well, that's hard to narrow that down to one thing. Well, let me say, I like hoopla. Okay. That's got to be my favorite thing. Everybody likes food, so, I mean, I can see that. So, how do you feel about this um, new elementary that's about to be built? Well, if it happens, it'll be it'll be nice. Hey, this is Gavin. I am interviewing Miss Vicky about Illumina. Note to those listening from teacher, I have asked Gavin to say alumni, but Gavin refuses. Gavin knows the correct way to say it. Thank you. Back to his interview. Hi. Uh, what was your favorite thing to do at school besides sports? Um, we like to do plays. We did plays back then. Not like y'all do. And we did some plays. We did them for money for our class to go on the class trip. Like, oh, that's, that's fine. You can keep on Literature. Talking. I like literature. Yeah. That's about all it was to it. Okay. Uh, what, what class do you remember the most out of high school? Well, literature class. Then we had uh, Leon Gillian's class. And I don't know. He had history. It was our history class. And then Alvin Barr, he was our... Um, Shop teacher. And then we did the FFA, learning about goats, sheep, cows. Mr. Magruder was there by then. He took us out to his farm, seen his big cows, bulls, kind of showed us what we needed to know. We went and judged. Uh miss anything about high school and what do you miss the most? What I miss the most about high school? Maybe the teachers? Yeah. I really don't miss nothing. <laughs> uh, did you play any sports or were you involved in a band? If you played in a band, what instrument did you use? We had no band, but I played softball and we played some volleyball. But we didn't play volleyball competitive, just the softball. Uh, makes sense. Uh, do you have anything to add that I might have missed? Um, not that I can remember. Um, our school was, I mean, we probably had more kids, but our classes, we didn't have that many classes back, and we didn't have to have as much stuff. And they were hour long instead of 45 minutes long. I don't know when y'all changed over to that. I've got seen him really talk. Uh, 
they were involved in a lot of stuff, and y'all had a lot of stuff, or they had a lot more than we did, yeah. I would think. But, Well, thank you. Uh, sorry oh. I couldn't think a whole lot of stuff. Oh, that's fine. You know how many years ago that's been? Did you have, like, anybody, like, against the uh, cafeteria building? Like, in the trailer? What was it? Schaefer. Yeah. Cut Schaefer. He lived in a regular house trailer down on the other side of the old gym towards the baseball field. And that's when Mr. Harris was the superintendent then. He lived here. He worked here for a lot of years, Schaefer did. And, and the old, where the cleaning people's office is, that was our lunchroom. We didn't move over into this, the old, old lunchroom where the, or the old lunchroom where the, uh, pre-K is I think it was in 76 we only went a couple of times you know a couple of years before I graduated oh. not even quite that not even quite two full school years oh. uh, what was your class sponsors uh, we only had one back then we only had one and it was Coachville Schaefer but back then the coaches they taught he was our math teacher too they weren't just coach. They had to go teach other classes. Yeah. Uh, is there anything I missed? Uh, what was your, like, what was your favorite class that you had? Literature? Literature was my favorite class. Okay. Well, that'll about do it. All right. Thank you. Hey, guys. Wesley here from our school. Today, I'll be sharing a fishing story with y'all. When I was eight years old, I always liked to go fishing. I went with my cousin one time. Me and him went down to the lake. We never caught nothing out of there, but it was fun just going and looking at the beautiful water. Then one day I went with my dad fishing at a big old pond. I caught a big old catfish out of there. Man, that was so fun. That thing yanking on your pole. That was awesome. Then my dad caught a giant bass out of there. It's cool watching him yank that thing out of there. The next day, I went home. I was thinking about what to do. And I had a pond behind my house. I was like, I'm going to see this fish in there. So I called my neighbor. He said, yeah, there's fish in there. So I went fishing there every day. I went fishing there since two years. And I caught fish out of there. I put them back, though. There's not that many in that pond. Then this one time I went fishing. My grandpa and he ran over my fishing pole. Man, that made me so mad. But it was alright. I bought me a new one. So I started going to work with my grandpa. And I got money from working with him. There's one time I got so much money. I went and bought me another fishing pole. And my cousin won too. Me and him went fishing every day. Every day we had a chance to go fishing, we did. It was so fun. But this one time, me and him got stuck in a limb, he got stuck in a limb. It just ticked us off. It snapped our rods off and everything else. 
Bears mad. But it's one time that I went, I actually caught a giant five-pound bass. It made me so happy. I just enjoy doing that so much now. Now here I am, 14 years old, and I hardly do that now. It feels like that was a long time ago, but it's just like three years ago to me. But nowadays, I have to work and earn money to buy some fishing gear and everything else because my cousins and other family want to do it with me. I have to buy them stuff to do it with me. But it's okay. I enjoy doing this one. I always enjoyed it since I was eight. But this one time that I went, I was so excited to catch a trout. But I couldn't go because that's so far away to drive. I was like, dang, dude, my friends want to see a trout. I was going to get him one. I couldn't get it that day. But this one time that I went in one year, I caught another bass and catfish out there. And one of them weighed four pounds, the other one weighed three. I took them home, and we cooked them and ate them. And them so good. Now my grandpa, he likes to go fishing a bunch, and he caught so much fish, he cooked all of them in one day. And we, it was good. Good fish. But this one time I went fishing, I just never feel like fishing anymore after that time. It just felt boring to me. It was weird. I felt like, man, I don't feel like fishing anymore. Like, it feels so boring to me. It feels like I'm a little kid now, but I'm actually a teenager. But nowadays, I still go fishing whenever I got a chance to do go. Even when I'm camping, I'll fish the whole camping trip. So, thank y'all for listening to my story. That's it for today's buzz. Hope to see you back here in two weeks. We're glad you had a wonderful time and come check in with us for our next one.